Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we're grateful to you tonight. It's been a very wet day. But we consider the rains a sign as a sign of the showers of blessing that you want to pour upon our lives. Thank you, Father, that any time we come under the influence of your word, we set ourselves up to receive the blessings from on high. Tonight, may those blessings be released upon us in the name of Jesus. Those of us present here physically, anybody who is joining in online, May everyone be affected and imparted by your word. The service is dubbed times of impartation. And let that be what will happen in our lives. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, may we receive a deeper knowledge and understanding of you, of your purposes concerning us, and the blessings that are ours because we've been made a part of your kingdom. We thank you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn your Bibles with me, please, to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. And we're reading from verse number 44. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to verse 46. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Last week I started sharing with you on these two parables. The parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. Jesus Christ on several occasions taught using parables. And a parable is simply an illustration or a word picture used to bring out a certain profound spiritual lesson and it's been more than 2,000 years since Jesus came and left 
the earth seen. But we still remember his teachings. Many of the things I learned in school, I have conveniently forgotten. Because they haven't made much of a difference to my life. But it's amazing that a lot of the teachings of Jesus have remained with us for more than 2,000 years. And one of the reasons is because of his teaching style and the profoundness of the things that he taught. We remember the teachings of Jesus also because of the parables or the illustrations that he gave. Such that even if we don't fully understand the parables, we remember the stories. But the purpose of this series is to help us to understand the parables of Jesus. And for some weeks now, I've been teaching on these parables for more than two months, if I'm not mistaken. And we are looking at these two parables. The reason why I'm looking at them together, one reason is because they are short parables, but another reason is because they convey the same central decisive point or they contain the same key note, which is this, that receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior and having the privilege to be part of the kingdom of heaven is the most valuable thing we could ever have. And we must be prepared to pay any price not to lose it. Hallelujah. So this is the main truth that we can pick out from these two parables. That when you become born again, when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and when you become a part of the kingdom of heaven, you've been privileged with something that is of great value. And you must do everything that you have to do. And you must be ready to pay any price that must be paid in order not to lose this privilege. Amen. And so, I, I started running us through some of the important lessons that we can pick out from these two parables about the kingdom of heaven. The first one that I shared with you is that the kingdom of heaven is an expression which we find in the parables of Jesus. And in the gospel of Matthew alone, we find it 31 times. Now, Matthew is the only one who used this expression, the kingdom of heaven. All the other writers of the synoptic gospels, that is Mark, Luke, and John, used the expression, the kingdom of God. But Matthew used this expression, the kingdom of heaven. And I mentioned to you that really, essentially speaking, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are referring basically to the same thing. Amen. What is the kingdom of heaven? That's the third thing I shared with you. The kingdom of heaven 
is that realm or that domain over which Christ Jesus himself is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Amen. Undisputed king of kings and lord of lords. You know, those of you who like boxing and are familiar with this sport, there are some people who argue as to whether it's a sport because it can get very brutal. But I kind of like it. Alright? And there are different divisions from paperweight all the way to super heavyweight. These are different divisions or what you can call different realms of boxing. Now, there are different boxing associations. And so we have the WBA, we have the WBC, we have the IBF, we have the WBO. These are examples of the different associations that, you know, control the boxing realm. And each of these associations for the different ranks or the different realms, they have their own champions. But sometimes what happens is that you can have one person who is the undisputed champion in that realm. That means that when it comes to WBO, he is a champion. When it comes to WBC, he is a champion. When it comes to WBA, he is the champion. When it comes to IBF, he is the champion. And so somebody like that is called the undisputed champion of that realm. So if you take the heavyweight division, for example, currently we do not have an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. There are four main titles. Three of them are, are, are four main belts. Three of them are carried by one person. And then another guy has the other one. And everybody is hoping that one day these two guys will fight. So that there will be an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Hallelujah. Now there is a realm where Jesus Christ is the undisputed king of kings. And the undisputed Lord of Lords. And a camp person will say, say Oni obia Amen. And that realm is what we call the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And in this kingdom, Jesus Christ is the king of kings and he's the Lord of Lords. So the kingdom of heaven is a realm. It's like a world. It's like a domain where Jesus is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Number four, when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, that is to say when you become born again, you gain access into this kingdom and you become a part of this kingdom. So everybody who becomes born again, who gives his heart to Jesus, who receives Jesus as Lord and Savior is made a part of this kingdom of heaven or a part of this kingdom of God. Number five, 
At present, this kingdom is a, is a spiritual dominion or domain. Not an earthly, not a geopolitical one. But it is a spiritual domain or a spiritual world. And what we are trying to explain is that to us, it is not visible. Which means that it is not physical in a certain sense. And another way of describing this kingdom is that it is hidden. And it is, it is a kingdom that you have to look for. It is not very obvious. What do we mean by that? This kingdom of heaven, for now, it is a spiritual kingdom. It is not a kingdom that is physical. That you can point to. That you can identify physically. It's a spiritual kingdom or it's a spiritual domain or it's a spiritual dominion. So presently, that is how it is. And then number six, we said that when Jesus returns bodily, which is also what we call the second coming of Christ, this kingdom of heaven will become earthly and will become physical. Can I have an amen from somebody? It is only when Jesus returns that this kingdom will actually become a physical or an earthly kingdom. And that is why the Bible says in Philippians 3.20 that, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. And when he returns as our savior, he will come and establish this kingdom of heaven on earth or we will see this kingdom physically. This is going to happen when he returns. But for now, as we speak, this kingdom of heaven is a spiritual kingdom to us. Of course, to those who are spiritual, it is, it, it is physical to them, if you like. But for those who are physical now, this kingdom of heaven is spiritual. But a time is going to come when that spiritual kingdom will become a physical kingdom. Hallelujah. Number seven. This event, that is to say when the kingdom of heaven becomes earthly or physical, is what Jesus taught us to pray for. When he taught us in the Lord's prayer to pray, your kingdom come or thy kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray that prayer, we are talking about this kingdom of heaven becoming physical. So anytime you pray and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what you are actually praying for is for the time when this kingdom of heaven, which is spiritual presently, will become physical. And when it becomes physical, then we say that the kingdom has come. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Number eight. So I think I did up to number seven. And now we're moving to the eighth truth that we can learn from these two parables. Number eight. In the meantime... That is till this kingdom becomes physical. In the meantime, the kingdom of heaven is constantly 
quietly growing. In the meantime, the kingdom of heaven is constantly and quietly growing. As sinners are saved and made eternal citizens of this kingdom. In the meantime, the kingdom of heaven is constantly and quietly growing. How is this happening? As sinners are saved and are made eternal citizens of this kingdom. Do you have that? In the meantime, the kingdom of heaven is constantly and quietly growing. As sinners are saved and made eternal citizens of this kingdom. So I am explaining by this point that yes, the kingdom of heaven is spiritual for now. A time will come when it will become physical. But till that time comes, something very profound is happening. The kingdom is growing. It is expanding. We can't see it physically with our eyes. But it is growing. It is expanding. It's happening constantly all the time. It is happening without fanfare. Quietly, but it is growing. And how does this kingdom grow? It grows when people become born again. And when you become born again, you are made an eternal citizen of that kingdom. And I mentioned to you last week that if you are born again, you are a dual citizen. You are a citizen of the country you belong to on earth. And you are also a citizen of of the kingdom of heaven which is not an earthly kingdom it's a spiritual kingdom for now when jesus comes it will become earthly and physical but once you are born again you are also an eternal citizen of that kingdom so although it is not physical as we speak now it is real and it is there Somebody may say that, oh, if I can't see it, then I have problems accepting that it is real. You don't know what you're saying. Because I can also put it to you. Let me ask all of you, have you seen your heart before? Is there anybody who has seen your heart before? Nobody here has seen his or her heart before. Yet you believe that you have a heart. Is that not so? Because you can feel that it's beating. But what if I tell you that what is beating is not a heart? What if I tell you that it's a machine that they are put inside of you? That when, when you were born, there was a problem. Your heart wasn't working well. So they took out your heart and they fixed the machine in there. You won't believe it. So it's not true when people say that once you can't see it, it means that it is not real. The kingdom of heaven is real. Although we don't see it with our physical eyes. It is real. It is there. And it is constantly and quietly growing. Anytime anybody gives his life to Christ. 
he or she is added to the kingdom of heaven and it leads to the growth and expansion of that kingdom. And there isn't any fanfare about it. It doesn't look as if anything is happening. In heaven, yes. That is why the Bible says when a sinner repents, there's rejoicing in heaven. And I believe that one of the reasons why there's rejoicing in heaven is they can see that the kingdom of heaven is expanding. God's intention is that none should be saved, but that all should come to the saving knowledge. I beg your pardon. God's intention is that none should perish, but all should come to the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. And God's will is that the kingdom of heaven should expand and should increase and should grow. And anytime anybody gets born again, that is exactly what happens. Hallelujah. Number nine. So I'm sharing some truths with you from the two parables. The parable of the hidden treasure and then the parable of the pearl of great price. And these two parables are describing the kingdom of heaven. And so we are learning some truths about the kingdom of heaven based on these two parables. The ninth truth. Entry or admission into this kingdom is a gift by grace through faith. Entry into this kingdom is a gift by grace through faith. And it is made possible by Jesus sacrificing his own life. Entry into the kingdom of heaven is a gift. Everybody say, it is a gift. Say it again, it is a gift. Entry into this kingdom is a gift by grace through faith made possible by Jesus sacrificing his own life. Hallelujah. It's a gift. When you are admitted into this kingdom, it is not because you have worked for it. It is not because you have paid for it. It's not because you have done anything in particular. You've done any works to warrant you being admitted into the kingdom. No. It is a gift by grace through faith. And it is not of ourselves. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. King James Version. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Everybody say with me, For by grace am I saved through faith. Say it again. For by grace am I saved through faith. Hallelujah. The Bible is explaining to us. Remember that when you are saved, what it means is that you are added or you become a part of the kingdom of heaven. But this scripture is explaining that being added to this kingdom of heaven is something that happens by grace. A simple definition of grace is 
unmerited favor. So, becoming a part of the kingdom of heaven is a favor that God has extended to us that we didn't work for. That we didn't pay the price for. So, for by grace are we added to this kingdom of heaven and it is through faith. That means you got to believe it. And you got to believe in Jesus, the architect or the author of our salvation. You got to believe in him and receive him as your Lord and Savior. If by faith you do this, then the grace of God is made available to you. And through that grace or by that grace, you are added to the kingdom of heaven. So we are explaining that entry into the kingdom of heaven is a gift by grace. Through faith. You can't pay for it. I can't pay for it. If you give everything you have. And you include everything you will ever have. They will still not be enough. To pay. For your admission. Into this kingdom. You cannot gain entry into the kingdom of heaven by being good. There is no amount of money you can present in order to gain entry into the kingdom of heaven. You can't pay. It is something that you benefit from by grace through faith. But it doesn't mean that it is cheap. Somebody has paid the price. Somebody has paid the entry price. You know, there are some places you cannot just enter into. You got to pay before you are admitted. There are programs like that. And there are places like that. Where you cannot just walk in. You got to pay. Before you are admitted. The kingdom of heaven is like that. You have to pay. Before you can enter. But the issue is that you can't pay. (laughs) There's a price. But you and I do not have what it takes to pay. If we add everything we have today. And many of us we don't have much. But let's say in future, we are going to have a lot. If we put all those things together, still it cannot pay for our entry into the kingdom of heaven. It is a gift by grace through faith. And the one who has paid the price to grant us entry into this kingdom of heaven is Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 18 to 19. It says, for you know that God paid a ransom or he paid a price to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. Now look at what it says in continuation. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. 
it was the precious blood of Jesus or the precious blood of Christ the sinless spotless lamb of God that is what was used to pay our admission fees it's like to go to the university you have to pay do we pay admission fees do you pay admission fees into the university? You do. Okay. Because there are some places, well, it's not totally free. Alright. But to gain admission into the university, you have to buy a form. How much is the form? 200 Ghana cities. Let's even move away because there are universities and there are universities. Alright? Now, let's take arguably, arguably, I don't want anybody to quarrel with me after. But let's take arguably the best university in Ghana. Arguably. Hey, this thing that I'm going to say, it will not be easy for me. UCC. <laughs> Alright. I think that if every parent could afford it, perhaps they will pay for their children to go to a university like Ashesi University. Does anybody agree with me? Yes. Ashesi University. Those who go to Ashesi when they finish, it's not a problem for them to get a job. But those who go to some other universities, one of which you mentioned, there's no guarantee that when you finish, you are going to get a job very quickly. Especially the universities whose name starts with you. I mean, most universities start with you, you know. As that, then your son can go to Ashesi. And when he's going, he, should, he just has to take his potomanto and a few things. Nobody is going to ask for any money from him because it has already been paid for. Ladies and gentlemen, where the kingdom of heaven is concerned, the price has already been paid. The admission fees have been paid. The school fees have been paid. The tuition fees have been paid. The hostel fees have been paid. The book fees have been paid. Everything has been sorted out. And it is the blood of Jesus. The Bible describes it as the precious blood of Jesus. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what has paid the entry fees for you and I to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So as we've entered into that kingdom, it is a gift by grace through faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So it has been paid in full. Next point, and we are coming to the close of this very important teaching. The next point. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Yesu ni mojano Ama menyangwa Ni pira kroni mona Menyama yaresa Ni moja ni mona Wahurumi boni Yesu we Mame nyangwa Enti me manamo Yesu mo 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 <laughs> A fame to jump me, a ye me ye Satan wedding could go. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit. The work on earth is done. He paid the debt he did not owe. I owe the debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Now I can sing. A brand new song, amazing grace. Lord Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. He paid the debt he did not owe. I owe the debt I could not pay. Said I needed someone to wash my sins away. Oh, now I can sing a brand new song, amazing grace. 
was faith and death that I could never pay. It's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing that Jesus did. A debt that he did not owe, he paid for it. And he did so because he knew that you and I couldn't pay what it would take to gain entry into the kingdom of heaven. And the price was his precious blood. His precious blood. Very expensive. Does the blood of royalty, the only begotten Son of God, and God by grace? has allowed us entry into the kingdom of heaven because the entry fees have been paid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is why we must constantly remind ourselves that we've been bought at a very great price. Number 10, when you enter this kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, you will have access to different treasures. That's another truth about the kingdom of heaven. When you enter this kingdom, you will have access to different treasures. So, entry into the kingdom of heaven is a great inheritance. But you know, as if it is not enough to gain entry, there are other powerful blessings or treasures that God has prepared for anybody who gains entry into this kingdom. Salvation itself is a treasure. Forgiveness of our sins. Love. Joy. Peace, goodness, glory, eternal life. All these are treasures that are available to you and I when we are admitted into the kingdom of heaven. And that is why even whilst we are here on earth awaiting for a physical manifestation of that kingdom of heaven there are so many blessings that God has laid in store for us and we must do everything that we can to assess those blessings because they are ours for the taking hallelujah God did not save us for us to live a miserable life. God did not save us for us to live a life of lack and struggle. 
there are times when God may allow us to go through some suffering. And yes, there is a place for suffering in the Christian experience. Because if you want to do what is right and what is good, it may come with persecution and tribulation. And that is where the suffering bit comes in. But I am convinced that our salvation and our admission into the kingdom of heaven is a great blessing that encapsulates a lot of different treasures that we must experience in our lives. God has saved you so you can have peace. And peace is a very valuable thing. Oh, how the people in Ukraine wish that they can have peace. Because now there is war in their country. And the enemy, Russia, is destroying the country. Destroying it. And Ukraine is a beautiful country. A very prosperous country. A country that has advanced in technology. They have nuclear facilities and there are a lot of things that are done in Ukraine. But they don't have peace to do the things that they want to do. Peace is a very essential commodity. And when God saves us, there is a treasure of peace that he wants us to have. May the peace of God that passes all understanding flood your life in Jesus' name. Joy, happiness are great treasures. You may think that it is when you have a lot of money that you'll be happy. Some of the saddest people in this life are the rich and the famous. Yes. I'm sure you've heard the name of Cristiano Ronaldo. Arguably the best footballer in the world. I don't think he is. I think Messi is. <laughs> Some people want to debate me on that point. But I have the microphone. Is that not so? Yeah. Now he granted an interview recently and he was saying that how he wishes that he could have that thing that he had before which is that he can go anywhere at all and there will be no <laughs> nobody chasing him to come and sign anything for him he said he wishes he can have that thing. He says, I cannot just take my children to the beach. I can't take my family to the beach. As soon as I get there, Ronaldo, zero, zero, zero. Everybody wants him to sign. He cannot take his children on a stroll at the park. Me. If I want to go anywhere, I just go. And I wonder whether I would like to exchange that thing for all the treasures of the world. Somebody is saying that, Master, <laughs> you give me all that. I mean, if that, oh, I am okay, cry. If I can't go anywhere. 
you do a park in the house. It's not the same. <laughs> I tell you. And he was very emotional when he was saying these things. Look, I tell you, some of the simple, ordinary things of this life, they are simple, but they are very valuable. It's only when you lose them that you begin to realize that, Charlie, I had a great thing. Sly, we don't have everything. We don't have everything. But, Charlie, we can go and come. We can go and come. It's not the problem. Sometimes we don't even lock our doors. <laughs> because anybody who comes that is coming to steal something, you'll be so disappointed. <laughs> wow. So when we become part of the kingdom of heaven, there are blessings and there are treasures available to us. Hallelujah. The next point. The kingdom of heaven is so valuable that we must be eager and willing to sacrifice everything else in order not to lose it. The kingdom of heaven is so valuable that we must be eager and willing to sacrifice everything else in order not to lose it. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the import of the two parables. The parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. The first guy was working in the field when he discovered the treasure. And he told himself that this treasure, it is worth everything else that I have. And I don't want to lose it. So he hid it again and then went to sell all that he had so that he could come and buy that land where the treasure was hidden. In essence, he, was, he, he saw that it was worth it to sacrifice everything else in order not to lose that treasure. The second guy the merchant who dealt in pearls, when he found this pearl of great price, he sold everything that he had in order to purchase that pearl. And Jesus, by these two parables, was pointing out to us that when you find the kingdom of heaven, when you become saved, when you become born again, it is so valuable that you must be eager and willing to sacrifice everything else in order not to lose it. In order to possess it. Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 to 39. Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 to verse 39. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. What is Jesus explaining? 
that if you have to sacrifice your mother in order not to lose your salvation, so be it. If you have to sacrifice your father in order not to lose your salvation, so be it. If you have to sacrifice your son or your daughter so as to keep your place in the kingdom of heaven, it is worth it. Even your own life, which is why we have stories of Christian martyrs, people who gave their lives, they pledged allegiance to the Lamb of God and said, we are prepared to lay our lives down in order to apprehend this kingdom. And that is a point that we must all get to. So help us God. Where nothing, nothing at all will compare with this privilege of being a part of the kingdom of heaven. That's why the songwriter said, Yesua Sami wo Yesua me wa dinina how Yesue oh hini Yesu osombo chenade nina so the songwriter is saying if I have all the treasures of this world but I lose Jesus which means I lose my salvation which means I lose my place in the kingdom of heaven what I have is useless I've lost everything so Jesus is more than everything else our place in the kingdom of heaven is more valuable than all the treasures of this world. And that Jesus is more valuable. He's priceless compared to everything else. That is the place we have to come to. And it is only when we come to that place that we'll be prepared to lose everything else in order to retain our place in the kingdom of heaven. Now, for most of us Christians, that's not the way we think. That's not the way we think. We'll be prepared to sacrifice Christ for everything else. 
this was the folly of Esau. He had a birthright. And just because of being still, he told himself that the birthright is useless. He sacrificed such a valuable thing. And that is why later on when he realized what he had done, he wept bitterly, but it was too late. I'm explaining to you that the kingdom of heaven, the salvation, this Jesus that we have found, we should hold on to him strongly. It is not easy, I know. It's not easy to keep your focus. There are times when we slip away. There are times when we fall away. There are times when we really struggle to keep up. But no matter what it is, we should press on. Even if we miss it, let's get it, let's get right back in line again. And let's press on. And that's why Jesus said, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. We have to force and make sure that we don't lose that thing. Because this kingdom is more valuable than anything else. And we must be eager and willing to sacrifice everything else in order not to lose it. Let's end. Number 12. Assessing the kingdom of heaven is an individual affair. Assessing the kingdom of heaven is an individual affair. It is not a group thing. It is not a denomination thing. It is not a church thing. It is an individual thing. And that is why Christians of today have to wise up and think carefully through things that they are forced to do in the name of a denomination and in the name of a church. We have to wise up and think very carefully that this thing that is happening and this thing that I'm being dragged into is it what Christ expects of me? Is this how Christ is expecting me to behave and handle things? Because salvation is an individual thing. Access into the kingdom of heaven is an individual thing. My wife has to decide for herself. My children have to decide for themselves. I cannot force them into the kingdom. I can do what I can to teach them what they need to do. But the decision as to whether they will accept Jesus or enter into that kingdom, it is, it is their sole decision. I can't force it. Nobody can take that medicine for the other person. That's why the Bible says we should work out our own salvation with trembling and fear. In the parables that Jesus shared, the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price, it was an individual thing. An individual was working in the field and he saw the thing and he went for it. In the parable of the pearl of great price, it was an individual, a merchant. It was not an association of merchants. It was one person. He found it and he said, Charlie, this thing is me. I cannot concern myself. You see, there's a place for thinking about others. There's a place for it. But you have to understand that the way the kingdom of heaven is known 
everybody will have to secure himself. You can't share somebody's ticket. You can't perch on somebody's admission fees. Have you ever heard before that two people have gone to the university and then they go and see the administrator and say that all of us are coming in through this person's admission fees that that's not how it works. Everybody has to pay his own admission fee. It's an individual affair. Number 13, real joy only comes when you find the kingdom of heaven. Real joy. Real joy and peace and happiness. It only comes when you find the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 13, 44, which we read, again, the, the King James Version, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth. And the Bible says, and for joy thereof. Another version says, for excitement, joy. He goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth the field. Real joy can only be found in Jesus. Real peace and happiness and contentment and satisfaction in this life can only be found in Jesus Christ. And the last point, people do not find the kingdom of heaven in the same way. That's the last point. People do not find the kingdom of heaven in the same way. Now, in the first parable, the parable of the hidden treasure, he was just working in the field and then accidentally he stumbled on the treasure. In the second parable, the parable of the pearl of great price, he was looking for something. He was looking for a special pearl, a magnificent pearl, and he found it. So there are two different people. They found a great treasure in different ways. One was almost accidental. The other was very deliberate. And these are the two categories of people who find their way into the kingdom of heaven. There are some people, they just stumbled upon it. They were not looking for it. So sometimes you find, you know, somebody may invite you to church. You were not looking for God. <laughs> you were just living your life. And then when you came, you heard the word of God being preached and your heart was pricked. And, and when the altar call was made, you came and gave your heart to Jesus. And from that day, your life was turned around. It's almost like you found the kingdom accidentally. You were not really looking for it. But there are some people who are searching for God. They've noticed that there's a certain emptiness in my life and I need to fill that emptiness. They are trying to get answers to life's issue. And some of these people, they find Christ. So for one, it's almost accidental. The other one, it's a deliberate quest for God. Whichever one it is, once you find the kingdom, you must hold on to it and you must never let it go. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the truths surrounding the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. Rise to your feet and let us close. And thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We are grateful to you, Father, for tonight and for what we have learned, for what we've been taught about the kingdom of heaven. And I pray in the name of Jesus. For everyone under the sound of my voice. For each and every one of us. That what we have heard today will continue to ring in our minds and in our hearts. And out of this teaching, may there be a resolution by all of us. 
that we would do all that we can not to lose our place in the kingdom of heaven. And Father, sometimes it gets very difficult. Sometimes the price we have to pay seems so great. But may we constantly tell ourselves that it is worth it. That there's nothing that compares with the excellence of knowing Jesus Christ and becoming a part of the kingdom of heaven. Holy Spirit, help our infirmities. Wherever we are struggling in our lives to keep our focus, help us. Wherever we are struggling to separate ourselves from things that are threatening our place in the kingdom of heaven, help us, strengthen us by might in our inner persons in the name of Jesus. And help us to keep our focus and to strive to enter into that kingdom and not to lose our place there. I give you thanks and I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.